Hello, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to The Thoughtful Runner. If you just looked at this podcast feed by title alone, you might be forgiven for thinking this was a rather dour and glum sort of programme. Titles such as Fear and Anger aren't terribly inviting. But running isn't terribly inviting sometimes. It can be hard work, and so can life. It's full of negatives to overcome or simply accept. So dare yourself to accept this episode. It's about saying no properly. Did you ever see a cartoon in the 80s called Stop It and Tidy Up? I did. Terry Wogan narrated it, just for extra credibility there. It was highly influential for me, as I frequently both stop things and tidy up to this very day. But Stop It and Tidy Up were a pair of monsters who made lovely noises and ate lots of gherkins, and all their friends had names like Eat Your Greens, or Go To Bed, or Don't Do That. And the final lumbering member of this cast list was a big red lump called the Big Bad I Said No. And all of these monsters performed to type, and the Big Bad I Said No didn't have much of a character journey, I'm afraid to say. But there was a place for him, like the time he came along and stole everyone's gherkins and absolutely ruined their feast. But if he hadn't done this, it would have just been another woefully boring tale out of um, Go and Play, which was a character who looked like a pear wearing pants. Um, I said no raised the stakes, and when Stop It and Tidy Up stole back their gherkins, they had the best gherkin festival ever. And much like in the monosyllabic, keyboard-music-driven world of 1980s BBC cartoons, the real world, too, would be in a pickle, or a gherkin, without the presence of an I said no. Ah, yes, you thought this was a running podcast, didn't you? Bear with me, we're getting there. The big bad I said no has been like a shadow across the vista of my running schedule of late. And, well, firstly it's colder and the weather has been mad and I'm not ready to go back into running leggings and I'm really tired from work and life stuff so no has been something I've been wrestling with on a daily basis. No today and yes tomorrow or the other way around or neither or both. It's always a challenge, isn't it? If you're not telling yourself to stop being lazy you might go the other way and have to quash that compulsive little runner's voice which tells you you need this run not just for your physical health but for your waistline your mental well-being your spirituality or your general comfort after a long day at your desk or a cramped journey on the commute i'm overly dependent on running as a source of positivity sometimes but i've learned that some days it's more important to stay in and laze around when life gets hectic Usually, when I get the flashing lights of a migraine threatening, I know I need to stay home, drink water and sleep, not run, in order to relax. But just as important is the judgement call that forces you to lace up and get outside, when your worldview is clouded by doubt and reluctance and you need the pavement, cold, hard and unwavering, to prove the opposite. Which part do you say no to? Do you say no to running? Or no to sofa? Depends on the night. But what is important, surely? is fully committing to your no, wherever you put it. Because sometimes forcing yourself to do things you're reluctant to do is a great thing. I can count on one hand the number of parties I've regretted going to, but I cannot count those which were worth it. There are too many. Because no is a judgement call based on the flux of your lifestyle and energies. But it's absolutely vital that when you lay it down you're able to respect yourself for it. I'm sure you're sick to the back teeth of articles that try and be subversive by preaching the empowering nature of no in the workplace, in relationships, in the way you manage your time, but how much do you really celebrate that full stop, negative, roadblock, dead end of an emotion for what it really is? We're used to surrounding ourselves with positivity, 
inspiration and good examples when we lack the motivation to do something. We learn that we must overcome what we know isn't good for us. But surely the effect of that is to pile on more pressure that we don't need, especially as when we're most vulnerable, we're most likely to lack motivation to work on ourselves anyway. Surely every now and again it's completely sensible to accept our weakness instead, to embrace our weariness and normalness and just wallow in it for a day. What are you so afraid of? Are you afraid you won't come out of it? Afraid that if you skip this run and smash down a pizza or, in my case right now, a half bottle of Beaujolais, that you'll commit yourself symbolically to a life of feeling this way? No! No. No, 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 no. Say no when you need to. If you're always making yourself do what's best for you right now, you'll become a pointless machine of a human being. You'll be so busy being busy and achievement-y that you'll be incapable of understanding your emotions in the moment. Say no when you need to, and wave your fist at the version of yourself that says you can't, or you shouldn't. You are your own person, this is your mind and your body. You are made of conflict, and you were totally average today, so what's so bad about that? Every no you say when you know you need it is a yes in the bank for when you need an affirmation. If you say no to running in an icy wind, you'll be better placed to say yes when the weather is good, and you'll be truly uplifted by your run. My one-year-old niece has recently acquired the word no. She doesn't have a problem with it. She uses it all the time, grinning, wagging one index finger, whilst the other hand articulates something messy from table to floor. Say no. Fuck it. Do it with a smile on your face. Whew. Rant over now, I promise. Actually, I think I might say no to another glass of wine right now. I do want to say yes to that run in the morning. Thanks for listening.